Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Film Noir! Yeah, that's what we're pitching this week. Tom's doing this uh, episode uh, solo, and I'm just providing the, the, the trumpet, uh, the muted trumpet in the background. I should hope not. <laughs> we're not just doing Film Noir, though. It's specifically Detective it's Noir. It's Detective Noir. Detective Noir. Solving mysteries. So think of your uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbits. That's the end of the list. That's the end of the list we have. The Faulties Malkin. Yes. We had to say the fault in our stars. The, the then I was like, "The fault in our stars, <laughs> the mystery noir detective." What is the fault in our stars? Just as this week, once again, because we couldn't find anyone who wanted to talk about noir. Yes, and no one does. No one does. No one does. <laughs> But it's, we're going to track. It's that black and white. <laughs> no one wants to do it. We're going to track down the truth, yeah. by which we mean some detective noir movies. Yeah, we found over the years mm. detective movies, mystery movies, yeah, just murder mysteries. Yeah, we, we can't. We don't get a chance to go back and edit them not, to make them look good. Not the easiest thing to pitch. Oh yeah, it's hardcore on an improvised stage, really. <laughs> But do so we shall. Yes. The narrative demands it. Just setting the audience's expectations there. <laughs> it's going to be a bad episode. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to listen to a bad episode. No, I wouldn't say bad. No. Because I reckon I reckon we'd still have a fun time. I think so. And I reckon you all will, will too. That goes for you all too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you, you all will have a good time at home yeah. or yeah. on the bus or walking around or... On your bikes or something like that. If you do have a good time... Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. And you can let us know by going to facebook.com forward slash Life's Pitch Podcast and Twitter at Life's Pitch Show as well as patreon.com forward slash Life's Pitch Podcast. Hey, Tom, that's also the places that you can go to give us titles. Yes, which a lot of people have done this week. Yeah. Yeah, they've given us... Detective Noir film titles which we are going to pitch on the show. They saw that picture of Who Framed Roger Rabbit that I put up. Yeah. Uh, which you do every Friday. I do. Not just the picture of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> the same picture of Who Framed Roger Rabbit every week. But you put out a post asking for a genre specific call I do. for film titles that don't exist. I work hard on it. Yeah. Uh, definitely takes me a million years. You do a good job. Yep. You do a good job. Yeah. Got to ask. Got to ask nicely and politely. I can't put all my ple- pleases and thank yous as long as they fit within the character limit of the post. Yes. Yeah. Um, so shall we get on with pitching some detective noir? Let's movies? do it. Okay. So from Stuart Dunlop, we've got burgled at the burger shop. Burgled at the burger shop. Boigled yep. at the burger shop. Boigled at the burger shop. I've been boigled. Who's been boigled? It's um, Ray Winston. Ray Winston. I've been boigled. Is he doing a? Is yeah, he doing an American accent in this best. one? He's doing his very best. All right. <laughs> it's oh. my it's my burger house. <laughs> my burger house. <laughs> he's Just... he's he's really focusing on his because he's. 
obviously, as you can tell with Ray Winston, yeah, yeah. he always you get a um, a coaching for the, the accent. Uh, Does he? Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, you can definitely tell. And um, so he's there. He's there yeah. going like he's got the oi there. You yeah. know, the really unnecessary. The oh, my boiger house. <laughs> my everything boiger else, house. Everything else is nor is normal. Ray Winston. Now, now, Ray, Ray, what you need to remember is, <laughs> can you say oi, Ray, oi? Oh, doing the Lambeth walk, oi. Yeah, like you're calling someone. Oi! Like, like someone's someone's kicked your cat or something, and oi. you're annoyed. Yeah, you oi, Nata! Yeah, that that yeah. right. But but try and put it in between the B and the G, um, <laughs> in burger. You're saying I should do something like boy, G. Yeah, but oi, G. Yes, that's that's how you do burger in an American <laughs> accent. Ray Winston. I like how it sounds like uh, uh, Hugh Grant is the one giving the giving the, uh, <laughs> the accent. Yeah, it is. It's his, Hugh Grant's his accent coach. Yeah, and is... he's also in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant is also in this movie. Hugh Grant is going to be the, um, the 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 detective. So so so, so <laughs> Ray, hard-boiled detective. Now we'll move on to uh, the Russian accent you're going to do in Black Widow. There's a, oh, yeah. there's a point in in which in which you say. Uh, you betrayed your people. I betrayed my people? Yes, yes. But in a Russian accent, right, people <laughs> sounds like doing doing the business out of both ends, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, people. Uh, <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. I betrayed my people. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's That's what it sounds like. I betrayed my people. No, nailed it, Hugh. <laughs> yes. Thanks, mate. You're ready to do Russian and American. <laughs> nailed it. Yes. Oh, I love, I, I love it when we go for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> a London cafe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Hugh Grant's a, a hard-boiled detective. <laughs> and he turns up at Ray Winston's burger boiger house. Yeah, where there's been a there's been a break in. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, it's gonna be like <laughs> very much like the plot of Beethoven, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because um, what's happened? <laughs> right, is right, right. A Hang lot on. Of the meat, a lot of the meat has been stolen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they... does the villain of the piece want to test bullets on burgers? <laughs> on burgers, yeah. That's yeah, that, that's right. You're obsessed that's with the villain was, from Beethoven. That's what I was going for, Tom. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a burglar at the start of Beethoven, Tom. Is there? Yeah. All right. Because uh, it's a burglar of a, of a pet store. Okay. Um, and uh, what, a couple of the dogs get away. He said burger at the beginning of Beethoven. There's a burglary. Burglary at yeah. the beginning of Beethoven. Yeah. There's a. Anyway, so in this right. case, a couple of the hamburgers get away. It's not that they get away; they they go they go rolling out and get picked up by a raccoon. There's a whole subplot line of raccoon. Yeah, um, Hugh Grant has to make friends with a raccoon um, <laughs> to get these burger boxes back. And um, basically, it turns out that that's human meat. What the the meat Wait. company who delivered? Yeah, yeah. To, to Ray, Ray Winston's, Winston's burger, burger place. Yeah, yeah. They were they were planning on using human meat. Okay, but they thought it was undetectable. 
mm. they discovered that it was not undetectable. It was quite right. detectable. Right. So, so they've delivered... it had like eyeballs in it. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so they delivered it to Ray Winston's burger joint, yeah. and then realized they made a mistake. Yeah. And they needed to take it to the to the bullet testing yeah. range. Yeah. This guy is this guy this evil <laughs> man. Yeah. Has has done yeah. right. Okay. So he's like, they've stolen my burgers. Yeah. So it's it's kind of noir. Yeah. Like it's all very grey. Yeah. Because you're rooting for Ray Winston. Yeah. Even though what he wants to do is sell, sell human, human meat. meat. Yeah. Um. um cooks I mean, human. Yeah. Human meat. Yeah. Because he's because without that cooked human meat, he's he's done for. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone. This is why everyone loves his burgers. <laughs> yeah. Like sure. like this entire like. <laughs> Area in New York is is like fascinating. It's like it's October. Like it's, I've got the best burgers in New York. It's October. He's in debt to the mob. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, uh, and uh, if he doesn't make this payment, then he's gonna lose. Ironically, his eyes. Mm. Uh, the eyes he uses to make good burgers. You know, they're gonna cut his thumbs off and stuff. Yeah, because mob. Right, so they're he, gonna cut my thumbs off and stuff. He can't afford to lose this batch of of of, of bit burgers, whether they're human meat or not. Yeah, you know, admit, like Hugh Grant won't find out that they're human meat until the, near the end of the. Yeah, uh, he's just helping like, a friend out. Did you know Ray Winston is like? Yeah, of course I knew. I was selling human meat. It's October. Yeah. People love a burger with a eyeball sticking out <laughs> the top. It's a novelty. This Halloween, <laughs> burglary at the burger house, at the burger shop. Real grindhouse vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Selling human meat. Yep. And Hugh Grant is, he's so angry. <laughs> I'm furious that this city is so broken as that it would allow a, a, a meat manufacturer, a ground burger meat manufacturer to get away with testing bullets on burgers. This wouldn't happen under under the reign of King Charles III, I tell C- you that. Certainly not. <laughs> no, this would definitely not happen in England, jolly old England. And it's like, <laughs> and Ray Winchester's just like, come on. Come on, Hugh. This is England. <laughs> this is England. This, uh, this ain't New York. Who am I kidding with this New York accent? This new, with this very convincing New York accent. <laughs> They're still at the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> They've never left the cafe. <laughs> and that is how my plan for a new film noir goes. <laughs> Says Ray Says Winston. Ray Winston. As he pays the bill. This is involving a framing device. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Burgled at the burger shop. There we go. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I reckon that's what they were expecting. <laughs> All right. So from Stephen Thomas, we've got the light on the second floor stairwell. Ooh, moody. This is, this is mystery. Mysterious, isn't it? The second floor stairwell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So definitely mystery, like sort of mm. the idea that maybe um, you know you're in a you know a block of flats. Mm. I'm thinking of like the one from like Leon the Professional sort of stuff, right? Yeah, Where yeah, like the tenement look... buildings, yeah. old tenement buildings. Um, and like every now and again, you know, people people hang out on out, outside those things and that mm. sort of thing. But the idea being that like you know every now and again, second floor stairwell light goes out, mm. and then when it comes back on, someone's dead. Yeah. Or like when it it goes out 
something's changed someone's moved something and mm. everyone has been constantly this is a noir set in a low like a rent controlled set of apartments or maybe it's like a kind of like rear window scenario so someone across the road has noticed that light come on a few times but it would always be on right in a stairwell mm. you always expect the light to be on maybe not in an abandoned tenement building Okay, well, you just expect it was squatters. Well, yeah, but like, um, let's say Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, sure. Uh, he's 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 basically the plot of Rear Window. So, like, Rear Window happens. Yeah. Right, and then he goes to the other window, <laughs> the front window, the front window, yeah. and and looks out <laughs> up, across to this abandoned rear window building. to front window. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just sort Brackets. of like, ah. Oh, They've got their uh, light on in the second stair window there. Um, I thought that building was run down and derelict. And <laughs> what's going on over there? I can't. I can't move out of out of, uh, out of out of the out of the apartment because of my I broke my leg. But but I can send my my girlfriend Grace Kelly, <laughs> I who can... I don't want to get married to, by the way. I can I can send my. Uh, my nephew, who's Rear Window Junior, <laughs> he'll have a cartoon. Uh, I forgot. I forgot Jimmy Stewart's character <laughs> name in Rear Window is Rear Window, and it's actually the front window he's staring out of. <laughs> Rear Window Junior. Rear Window Junior, come, come through. Uh, uh, you're a plucky sidekick. You were a plucky sidekick in the last movie. Yes, I am. And it's just a little James Stewart. The tiny James Stewart walking around. Uh, no, no, no. The Jimmy Stewart, the, the, the young Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Of course would have to be, um, uh, what's his name? Fra Frasier. Frasier? Yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, yeah. Oh, right, so this is a film that was shot in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, young Kelsey Grammer is there being like, Yeah! I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty good for this. <laughs> uh, for, to, to investigate what you can't move around to see, Rear Window. Yeah, yeah. Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Rear. Rear Wind <laughs> Uncle Rear. I'll get over there to that second floor stairwell. Okay, go. My name's not Rear Window Junior. <laughs> get over there, Window. And so he, he goes over there yeah. and, and notices like this this man this bald man staring at him uh -huh. from from like a like an apartment door yeah and uh, James Stewart is watching him with binoculars like oh oh my god he's he's got him he's got him um turns out there is a murder yeah Rear Window has been murdered <laughs> Rear Window Junior has been murdered oh no um by John Lithgow by John Lithgow the, yeah yeah the, the last member of this trifecta yeah yeah and um I think Rear Window Senior Jim Stewart yeah. He's he's called the police because he's witnessed this murder. Yeah. In, instead of what he does in Rear Window, which is send his girlfriend round to like <laughs> to into this dangerous man's house. Yeah. He calls the police this time and goes, "Yeah, he's he's right in there. He's right in there." And uh, and John Lithgow was like, "No, it's not me. <laughs> I didn't do the murder. Look, this this guy's still alive." Uh, look. <laughs> I couldn't make hey. his mouth move. <laughs> hey, it's me. Kelsey Grammer. 
Rear Window Junior. And yeah, just sort of makes his mouth move yeah. like a puppet. Mm. He's turned someone into a puppet. That's that was that was John Lithgow's plan all along. Yeah, yeah. He's lure people to lure the curious. Yeah. To the second floor apartment window, and then uh, <laughs> make a puppet out. And of then them. make a puppet out of them to dangle from strings from mm. the upper from the upper stairwells of these tenements to make those tenement buildings look like look like they're inhabited yeah yeah and so you you they they step in and they can see all the way down because this stairwell you know goes below ground as well there's a couple, mm. of, a couple of levels below ground they're, they're, they're half below ground you know the really kind of the ones that will flood yeah um, yeah when when the river bursts its banks and mm. um that'll happen later on in the movie yeah um and you see that like they get it like Rear window goes in there. Yeah. Rear window senior okay. goes in there to investigate as well, along alongside um, uh, Aquafina, yeah. uh, who is a cop. And uh, a, a... I'm Aquafina. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> That's me, Aquafina. <laughs> um, and they. <laughs> um... I was just like, who else has that voice? And then you mentioned Aquafina. I was like, That's right. <laughs> She does have that voice. Yeah, of course she does. Yeah, yeah. she does sound like John Lithgow and does. James Stewart and Kelsey Grammer. Yep. Um, and uh, they get knocked out, obviously, and wake up in this one of these below ground things. And they're trying to make their way to the stairwell. Yeah. But to get back to the stairwell, they have to pass all these people mm. who are hung up and sort of like moving oh, around like wow. puppets. Oh, wow, just corpses. Yeah, just corpses. Some of them are just skeletons yeah. walking around. In the dark, dark basement. Yeah. glow-in-the-dark skeletons. Yep. He's painted the bones with glow-in-the-dark paint. Yep. It's incredible. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Um, and, uh, and, yeah. And John Lithgow, all you can see is his, like, circle-rimmed glasses yeah. reflecting the light of the second-floor window. Mm. Like, that's it. That's all you can see. Yep. And he comes out, and he's just this, like, really old, old, frail man. Yep. Uh, it's like a skeleton himself with yes. these with these little round rimmed glasses on. And what one thing we need to add because this is a noir movie, mm. of course, is um, the 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 systems in place to protect to stop this kind of thing happening are failing. So what's going to happen is Aquafina is going to get out, yeah, and he's going to tell the police. She is the police. She is the police because she yeah. can tell the rest of the police. Okay, she can put right. her report in, mm. right? Because she's the one good cop. Yeah, right. That whole trope. Yeah, yeah. She goes. To, I'm to, the one good cop. Look here, you, uh, de- detective. My my superior, chief, police chief, police chief, bribe, <laughs> police chief bribe. I'm the one. Ben good, Ribe. I'm the one good cop trope. Um, and then uh, she she tries to put this report in, mm. and B. Rye Ben Rye is like, what apartment building, right? And she's like, this one. I'll take you down there. She takes the whole blue fury of the force, yeah, down to this apartment building, and it's not there. <clears throat> and she was like, hang on, this was there, definitely, yeah. right? Been demolished. No. No. She sees a car driving around the corner with the whole apartment building in the back of it. What? It's a big truck. They've loaded it onto the back of. 
Okay. And it, it turns out that um, John Lithgow's mm. past mm. is he was a building architect and moving specialist. Okay. And and so he's in he's in charge of moving all the buildings around in the town. He, he, like, I like that his story is kind of like up. Yeah. Like if you if you watch if you watch up. Yeah. Like uh, John John Lithgow's character is kind of like that, as in like he wants to escape with all these. Like instead of balloons, it's human puppets. What he did right b- yeah. back in the day, and they buried this story. Yeah, yeah. Is that he? He's very much like up at mm. the beginning of up. His house is set for demolition. Yeah. So what he does is he strings his house up along all the skyscrapers mm. and just swings it to and fro. Puppeting it around and kicking holes in all the skyscrapers. You can't demolish my building if there's twenty dead bodies in there. Exactly. So he he's, he does that. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's killing people, all that sort of stuff. Mm. The only way that the city can get him to stop is to offer him an, an annulment on his house. You mm. know, like, as in, like you know, he's not going to get demolished. And also, like he wins. In the court case, that they they realised that he sh- his house shouldn't have been demolished anyway, right? Yeah. So now he's got them over a barrel, and now they will do anything to to not have this blemish on the history of the city. Yeah. Um. And uh. So yeah. So, so now, like they they just can't do anything about it. He's free to just puppet his building around. Yeah. And um, with the the lights still on in the second floor window, exactly to lure the curious. Yeah, thank you for that title, Stephen Thomas. Hope you were looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, and and what you got? Uh, what we got? Yeah, yeah. So from Pip Mason, we've got evil in a wide brimmed hat. Evil in a wide brimmed hat. Yeah. Is it? Mmm. This feels good, noir like silhouetting. Yes, like. I'm thinking someone with a hat that... Oh! Yeah, I'm thinking of someone with a hat (laughs) that is so wide, you can't get within two feet of them. Wow. It's that big. Okay, that's quite a big hat. It's quite a big hat. Yeah. They are are running for mayor, and on the the premise that people recognise their silhouette... Yes, yeah, you can see them on the end of a road. Yeah, yeah. That's the mayor right there. Always wearing this hat. Um, and I think underneath that hat is a mystery. Underneath the hat? Yeah, yeah. And that mystery is the person, like, the person wearing the hat is not a real person, but a robot controlled by aliens. Okay. And the hat is it's, a UFO. It's a UFO, okay. It's like tiny little aliens yeah. that are running and, and they're trying to take over. They're doing, well, they're doing a test. It's experimentation. Mm-hmm. They are like, what if we change the rules of this society by we get into a position of power, mm. change the rules slowly until they make absolutely no sense. Yeah. At what point do they all start going weird? Clearly, we've not reached that point yet in real life. No, exactly. So I think that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Is that like <laughs> there's a UFO on 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 someone's head. <laughs> some some politicians, local politicians' head. There's mm. a UFO, a very clear UFO <laughs> has landed on someone's head, uh, or like someone who's running for government's head, and we're all just meant to accept it. Yeah, and we do because that's that's apparently what happens. Yeah, 
that's just how things go. Yeah, yeah. That's the corridors of power. It's just UFO on head. Yeah. We'll just go. Yes, that is someone we want to lead us. Um, they've got panache. Yeah, yeah. My God, they've got charisma. Yep, they know what they're doing. They and just it's... they just say what we're all thinking. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they 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 they're too. They have such too, too weird a silhouette to have uh, duplicity. Yeah, to, yeah. Or to lie or to have a bad plan. Yeah. So they just say what they're thinking and that's what we're all thinking. Vote for person in hat. Person in hat. Pier. Yeah. Um, is uh, <laughs> is going is, is running for mayor. Yeah. And I, you must succeed, right? Like they, they mm. get in. Um who's the who are we who are we focusing on um in their in like almost opposing them or like working in their office maybe or like I think the um, receptionist to their office. I think the person, the person running against the uh, the person in hat. Mm-hmm. Person in hat's played by Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. The person running against is Danny DeVito. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got Matthew Broderick, who's like, "Hello, I'm going to do some tax reforms." Yeah, and then taps away. Nicely on a keyboard. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm thinking that like this is a successful mayoral run, right? Like yeah. at the start, the inciting incident is that it's not like an election campaign. Mm. It's like the start and the inciting incident is this like landslide. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. The the man in hat changed because basically Danny DeVito gets in a minor snafu. Yeah, yeah. He was the previous mayor. Yeah. Right. He gets in a minor snafu that's embarrassing. Yeah. He was caught with his pants down. <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Caught He's... with his pants down. Well, literally. well the, fell po- down. the podium fell down. Yeah. And revealed that he, <laughs> he wasn't, wasn't wearing, wearing any pants. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oopsie doopsie." <laughs> um, How can you trust a man who doesn't wear pants? <laughs> I wear a big hat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Anyway, Florence Pugh <laughs> yeah, yeah. is playing the mayor's assistant. Okay. And is loyal to Danny DeVito, has worked for him for ages. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pants thing is because his legs get sweaty. Yeah. It's a medical issue. Uh, but they couldn't exp- she couldn't explain that to anyone. Yeah. Like there's nothing they could do. So now but 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 as an act of good faith, yeah. Pi, Matthew yeah. Matthew Broderick, um, uh, offers to take her on as Okay. His assistant, so she could keep a job. So she's watching from almost like inside the office yeah. as all these weird uh, law changes start taking place. Yeah, yeah. And it's small things at first. Mm. There has to be a consistent amount of ketchup on every burger. Yeah. You're not allowed to ask for it without it. You like there is a right amount of ketchup, says uh, Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. And I would know I wear a big hat. Of course. <laughs> of course. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, we elected you mayor, yeah. so you must be right. I just really like the idea of Danny DeVito walking out into the desert or like sort of stopping his car and just watching Matthew Broderick take off <laughs> in yeah. the desert. Yeah. Go, There's something weird about that guy. Yeah. Um, and so, like, uh, th- those changes are happening. Yeah. Meanwhile, Danny DeVito is, di- has disappeared. Yes. Right? Comes back to Florence Pugh at some point, beaten yeah. up, with a coyote hanging off his arm. Wow. Like... <laughs> just sort of lifts it up like, I got this coyote on my arm. I got something to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's an alien. 
<laughs> he's got a cactus sticking out his ass. Yeah. Like a, in a cartoon. Yep. Yeah, just a full a cactus. Of yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> sunburned all over his Florence's face. character. Florence's character. <laughs> I got Koei on my arm. Cactus in the ass. I know I might look crazy, but I'm not. I've seen him. I've seen him fly away, Paris, yeah, out of space. He floated away, dangling down from the big hat. <laughs> big hat takes off. He's just dangling like a puppet underneath. It's a lifeless He's just body. Floppy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flopping around as the. <laughs> but the UFO also spins. Yeah. To take off. <laughs> so he's just spinning around His lifeless. Legs are just going out. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it, Florence's character. It was really comical and terrifying. <laughs> so I think they, they team up to sort of have a look at into the history of this uh, of this mm. mayor. And and meanwhile. Mm. All of the uh, these rules changes, all these laws changes and things are um, are getting making people driving people more and more uh, making them angry at each other. Yeah, because yeah. they're all trying to. Some of them are trying to enforce the rules loads. Some of them are, and they're all d- designed to drive people at each other's throats. Mm. Like one of the rules was just that, like the lanes in um, on roads. One of one way yeah. along the road is slightly bigger now, and one way is slightly too small for the cars. Right. So it always feels like some people are cutting you up. You got yeah. yeah. Uh, that that <laughs> and uh, that and if if a tree in if a tree in your neighbor's house goes over the hedge yeah. or over the fence, yeah. that's now your tree. That's your tree. Like you, you're allowed to cut a straight line upwards. No, you're allowed to cut that tree down. Okay, you can just cut it down. That's your garden now. In fact, and if the tree goes over into your garden, that's your garden. Uh, and if a tree falls in the woods and no one's allowed to hear, uh, no one's around to hear, everyone goes to jail. <laughs> so they because have to put, failed the world. So they have to put people out in the woods They've to just hear. Got a series of microphones set up in the woods. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, like a, a there's a listening post. Um, and, uh, and every there's time, a scene in the movie where every everyone time... goes to jail because the listener, <laughs> the designated <laughs> listener, fell asleep. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> as the tree just fell down an alarm goes off and everyone starts like tearing up like yeah. no not again as the as the tree police come out <laughs> just chasing people it down it was just the neighbourhood watch yeah, right? yeah. It's just... it's, it was the neighbourhood watch who've got a ton of ton more power now yeah yeah so that's all going on. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. turning against each other. Mm. Meanwhile, DeVito and Florence Pugh are like crawling through a sewer, <laughs> trying to find out what's going on with, with, with the person in hat. I think there's a twist to this. Yeah. I think there's no aliens. <laughs> no, it's just it's, Matthew it's Broderick. It's just Matthew Broderick. <laughs> and DeVito really was imagining him taking off. Or maybe he's just experimenting with a big hat. He's got that Inspector Gadget hat from the yeah. film Inspector Gadget. That's that's what he's got. That's the twist. Yeah, that's the twist. He's uh, Inspector. It's Inspector Gadget 3 or whatever. And so they burst in through the door and say, we know you're an alien. He's like, a what? <laughs> 
Why else would you have been making all these weird rules? I don't know, it's fun. <laughs> I'm mayor. I've got absolute power. <laughs> and I've also got this gun, Danny DeVito. Oh, no. Step, a, step over by the window. I'm going to make this look like an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot you out a window. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Fuse, like, how is that going to look like an accident? Fucking robbery. <laughs> People get shot out of windows all the time. No one questions it. People shoot shoot themselves out of windows all the time. That was my seventh commandment. <laughs> He's got them all on on stones in his office. Yep. And uh, and before before he can shoot Diana Vito out the window, um, we need to set up uh, Florence Pugh doing her karate lessons the entire time. I th- no, I think I think <laughs> I think this has got to be. I love no. how you stopped there. It was like Tom. That's too much. It's too much. A bigger hat is available. Okay. Florence Pugh is like... She's been going to haberdashery last night. Yeah, you'll never... If you kill him now, you'll never know where the bigger hat is. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and he's like, where's the bigger hat? Show me the bigger hat! So they take him out to the desert and... Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> there is a UFO! <laughs> the big hat is a UFO. They've contacted... Because Danny DeVito has been going into this, like... <laughs> They've gotten so into this finding out about UFOs. Yeah, they've yeah. accidentally contacted UFOs. Yes. And so they're like, you'll there's never a, there's know. There's a flying saucer out in the desert. <laughs> it turns out there's a real UFO. But Matthew Broderick gets picked up by... Yeah. It's like... Well, now we've got to explain the missing mayor. <laughs> Cut to credits. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. What was that one called? Called evil is in a wide-brimmed hat. <laughs> evil in a wide-brimmed hat. That's the most detective noir movie I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those were all our titles this week. Yep. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week uh, on the social media. So remember to go to facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast and go to Twitter at Life's a Pitch Show. Uh, you know what I'm really glad about, Matt? What? About me putting out that disclaimer earlier. Yeah. yeah. Saying... This uh, is going to be a bad episode. Yeah. <laughs> Prescient. Prescient, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know know full well whenever we go into a mystery episode. (laughs) It's going to go off the rails. It's just like, we're not going to pitch mysteries. We've got no sort of... Because we can't really pitch a plot in which a mystery happens as we're making it up. (laughs) So uh, let's just just make something up, I guess. Yeah, we just make make it up as we go up. Doesn't have to make much sense. No, it does not. uh, I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Matt? I certainly enjoyed it. Hopefully those at home have enjoyed it and they'll tell us about it. Yes, yeah. Those listening at home probably enjoyed it. Everyone else, whether on the go or on the bus, (laughs) something like that. No, they didn't enjoy no, it. No, they didn't enjoy it. But those listening at home yes. absolutely loved it. Um, and those people are free to uh, tell their friends about it, spread the word, mm-hmm. spread the good word. It's very helpful for those of you uh, who want to help us out. But uh, also, if you want to help us out, you can always go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast, where you can give us a little bit of money each month. Mm-hmm. You get bonus content over there. You can get an, a bonus pitch every week. You can get uh, a vote on the genre. Uh, all sorts of nonsense over there. So, well worth checking it out even if you uh, don't have a lot of money you can just follow us over there see what we're doing in that location oh um, yeah and also let's not forget that they get their names read out uh, so that is thank you to Brandon Spanky Mills Mandy Prankston Bills Alexa do not invite the hosts of Life's a President into my home under any circumstances Stephen D. Thomas 
Blobber, lobber, labber, zabber, labber. We interview Henri Caville this month on orcsardorks.podbean.com. Finally, we're getting the big names. Fingers to hand. Please send help. They have locked my family in the Life's of Pitch dungeons and they're making them mine for pitches. James Delaney, a groan in the on in the gully, a bellow in the beach, a prophecy beneath a field. For English, press one. We regret to announce that we're... Can I press one? I would love this to be in English. Yeah. Uh, we regret to announce <laughs> that we are calling off the, the search for Maximilian Bisque and declaring him legally dead. Our thanks again to Chief Inspector Brent Black, who was instrumental in not finding Mix Bisque. Samurai trapped in the last external vodka, watching the next revolution until the end of the last mat. Joseph Hegarty, pay no heed to the hazardous pods. The Serial Dragon and Family. Sing this. Why do wolves suddenly appear every time you are near? Must be they long to eat the offal in your galoshes. My event horizon is now the perfect size. Nope, I'm not reading this one. There are limits. Shame on you. Alex Keane. Matt and Tom's repeatedly burgled shed. Hark, the Herald Angels sing of the second Patreon account I created to join this stupid ARG. Episode 4 million and 3 of the Lives of President podcast is out now. Tune in, please. We've been podcasting for centuries. Zoe! Elbridge Jerry cr rumbled my podcast, the piss weasel. Question mark? Listen to episode 4 million and 3 of the Lives of President podcast at tinyurl.com forward slash life's a president do it do it now the serial dragon and family there used to be a funny name here once brent black screaming stonehenge john t bloomington randy P you say j i say fk 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 all right so thank you to all those people and remember if you want to be part of that list uh, adding to the uh to the length of the end of the show <laughs> yep. uh, every week, then, yeah, go over to patreon.com forward slash Lives of Podcast and give us as little as $1 a month. Indeed. So we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award. Um, and uh, two two people have given us... Uh, I, I, I picked a joint award this week. Oh, joint award. Nice. Joint award. The Serial Dragon has given us the Malt Wheat Falcon. Ah, that's good. Yep, cereal-based humour there. And uh, from Ross Originals, we've got Dog on a Cold Stone Floor. <laughs> very good. Very, clever. very, very good. Very clever, very clever. So until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. Or in this case, don't. <laughs> Forget. Forget. With the writer strikes on, this is the best you're going to get. <laughs>